generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. You know, with the food and rent going up there, man, it's becoming a day-to-day hassle just to survive. You see, inflation and taxation has taken over our great nation. People, stop what you're doing and listen to what I have to say. Inflation is in the nation and it's about to put us all away. I can see a depression coming on, but like most of you, I hope that I'm wrong. With the money they pay a man to live on, how long can he carry on? I said, Welcome back. <laughs> this is so good. I, I searched <laughs> inflation on the old Spotify oh, and started playing this. Jeez, it's a banger, yeah. isn't it? He's explaining the New Zealand economy right now. Yeah, so if anyone <laughs> wants to listen to this on their commute to work, Ernest Jackson, Sugar Daddy and the Gumbo Row, inflation. <laughs> wow. Get out my nation. Well, this week, Mikey, the big announcement, the one we were looking forward to, what is the level of inflation as at the end of December? Mm, the December quarter. How do they get December done so quickly but seem to piss around with all the other quarters? Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe that's GDP data that takes ages. Yeah. yeah. Like we don't know and we're in a recession until we're nearly out the other end of it normally. Well, actually, <laughs> Jade asked me, she's back from Bali. Oh, is she? Yeah, back from Bali, had the big trip. Shout out to Jade if she's listening. And she said... Hey, so are we going to be in a recession this year or what's the go of that? And I said, well, we could be in one now because technically it's two quarters of negative mm. growth, which we won't know the first quarter until what do we, we don't have last quarter yet. We don't have the December data. No, I don't think so. Not on GDP. So then we won't know until at least the end of March Yeah, whether we will be, but that won't come out till May, June. Yeah. But if the December quarter isn't, then we're going to have to wait till the end of the June quarter to find out did we get two going the other way, which we won't <laughs> so find out till August. You'd think it would be able to work this out a bit faster, wouldn't you? hundred percent. And I just said, you know, just answer that yourself with how you feel, like mm. uh, I the, the mood we, of the world. Of I reckon the we won't print a negative first quarter, eh? I reckon it'll kick in second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Yeah. First quarter, Q1 next year. Okay. 2024? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say the March quarter will be a a tank. Oh, I don't know. It could be hard because then the government will get all their spending done before the end of the year, financial year, 30 June. They might try and pump some cash out the Mm. door of those budgets and stuff. Yeah, I reckon first quarter for this year, positive. And then the ones after that are the ones we're going to be feeling it. Well, we'll guess on that in a later pod, (laughs) but today, inflation. So we, we got the data and... Were you surprised, mate? Um, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So I've got them here, right? So the last the last three quarters, the one we just printed was 7.2%, right? So that means for the people at home, it's the basket of goods that they measure is 7.2% dearer than the mm. same time last year. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they do quarterly announcements for that. Um, and the September quarter was... 7.2, so it's the same. And then the June quarter was 7.3, so basically nothing's changed. Yeah. Right? Um, which is kind of, in a way, a bit of a, I guess it's a little bit of a, not a shock, but the RBNZ was 
predicting 7.5. Um, and like if you go on the news and stuff and like interest.co.nz, there's all these articles around and even the banks talking about it like, oh, that's a surprise to the downside and stuff like this. And I'm like, fuck, it hasn't changed. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. I, it's, like, it's, oh. it's odd, man. Like I looked around and the Reserve Bank expected it the there's there's a component in that they're talking about called domestic inflation, which is just homegrown stuff, not imported through currency so, exchange. And so we can't blame that on the war, blame that on blame all it, that yeah. stuff. Yep, the domestic stuff. <laughs> the domestic stuff. Um, the RBNZ has actually expected and forecasted a rise to seven from six point six in the previous quarter in the September quarter, but it stayed at six point six. And everyone's like losing their mind, like, oh wow, like That's great. the banks are like readjusting their OCR forecast and shit. And I'm thinking, like, what? Like when you look at a graph, it looks like of the CPI, it looks like the buddy roaring twenties before the Great Depression. Like I don't know what you're on about. Yeah, we're just um, looking for at this time. I think we're just looking for any form of victory, it right? Sounds like it. Yeah, mm. like I guess it's been going up and to the right pretty quickly, and now there's like a, a period that they've been the same. Because I think what I saw was that the Reserve Bank was expecting 7.3% inflation, but it was 72 and they're like, this is great news. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know what... It's 0.1 of a percent. Like, yeah. it's pretty hard when you, you know, when you get... When you're expected to be getting an excellence at, at your school and you get home and you say to your olds, like, oh, look, I got, I got 51%. And they're like, oh, well done, because one extra percent and you would have been on 50, which might have not really been that close to a pass. Like, that shit isn't going to fly at your home, but it seems yeah. like... I don't know, man. Like, I looked at all of the banks and they all did, you know, commentary around it. And it seems like such a big deal to them that they're changing their forecast of the OCR increase from another 0.75 down to a 0.5. Um, the Kiwi Bank guy is like, it doesn't matter. Enough's enough. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's had it. Stop he's like raising the rates. Yeah, like this is going to be bad if you keep going, sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't really figure it out why it's so exciting. Because um, some reprieve inflation is is the the death of savings, man, and the cost of stuff. Like, I did some quick stuff, right, just so people understand how inflation can compound. Um, because it's quite important, like, if something goes up 7% in one year, but it, and it also went up 7% the year before, you're starting from that new baseline of the already increase. Yeah. So, like, everything that you've seen go up in price up until this point, everyone's noticed it, you've noticed it in your, your groceries or whatever. If inflation went to zero tomorrow, they would be the same price. So when we get a 5% inflation number eventually it's still the price is going up, just at a slower rate. And it's really misunderstood. Um, and, you know, if we take a 6% inflation rate, for example, over 12 years, that's a 50% loss in your purchasing power. So what buys you $100 today in 12 years? What, what $100 buys you today in 12 years, 50, you'll get $50 worth of what it is now. 50 bucks worth of chubba chups. Just on a 6% inflation rate in 12 years. And, you know, like... It's pretty scary to think about, like, over 36 years, you're <laughs> you've got $16 left, you've lost 84% of the dollar's value. So, like, by the time, from someone's bored until, like, they're in the middle of their career, the, the New Zealand dollar's effectively worthless. That was, that would be at a, at a 6% inflation rate consistently compounding year on year. We're hoping that doesn't happen. Um, they're saying they want to get back to this target of, you know, between 1% and 3%, but... All the predictions of that are 2025 now. Is it? And oh. 2021, when they started talking about it, it was going to be transitory, remember? And then it was going to be 2024, mm. mid-2024. So it looks like mid-2025 now. Jeepers. Um, <clears throat> so it's, uh, it's an interesting one. I can't really figure out why... So if we look out, we've got all this, all these mortgages that everyone knows about. You know, half of the mortgage book in New Zealand's rolling off three percent this year and going on to six or seven percent. That's going to have a big effect on the economy and slow things down, which means less household cash flow, which means less ability to buy stuff and pay the higher prices, which should fix inflation. 
So what I'm sort of reading with all this commentary and celebration as well as like enough's been done sort of. I tend to agree with it. Like I don't think the difference on everyone's mortgage rate being 6.5 or 7 is going to help the economy that much. Like it's it's a giant shock no matter what mm. over the next sort of 6 to 12 months. Um, so yeah, they're saying like the Reserve Bank won't need to do much more and mortgage rates are probably close to topping out. So pretty interesting. I still don't understand what the celebration's about. I feel like the Reserve Bank he, like is reactive though. So if we've got a high inflation rate and the economy data shows that the economy's still dro- strong, we haven't had a negative quarter yet of GDP. Like apparently the immediate business data out after Christmas just from January is really strong already. Um, and business confidence is low, but there's no evidence of it yet. And business expectation of inflation is high. Um, like all of those things say, turn the screws in, t- like turn the tap up, let's roll. We're, we're pumping up the OCR more. Yeah, like so, stay committed to it. Yeah, I don't know if he will slow down, eh? Mm. So it's a weird one. I got some pretty interesting info here. Where is it? Um, <clears throat> ANZ said potential rate cuts remain firmly off the agenda, even if they do slow down to a 0.5% OCR. W- what do they mean? Whose rate cuts? Like their own <clears throat> banking the RB, rates? The or RBNZ. Or? Oh, definitely, mate. We're gonna <laughs> ANZ are going to pump their rates up now. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, they're saying like if the OCR does slow down, like if Adrian comes out in February and says, we're going to raise it, but we're only going to raise it by half a percent, what ANZ are saying is, you know, they're probably not going to see rate cuts in the near future, which means they'll try and hold it at that rate for the rest of the year. Oh, and I then, see. Yeah, and try yeah. and keep it elevated. To try you mean the Reserve Bank will keep it elevated yeah, for... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then they had in, like, little quote marks, like, bar uh, an event. <laughs> yeah. You know, in case there's a deep recession and they have to re-stimulate. Um, ANZ say that 79% of firms surveyed intend to increase their prices within three months. Sounds inflationary to me. Uh, 66% of manuf- of the manufacturing se- sector also said that. Um, Economy-wide, this is just ANZ's data, so this is not all banks and all businesses. I didn't find out how many people they surveyed, so this could be all a load of shit, but they're pretty good. They're, they seem to be the most accurate. Um, economy-wide, they say costs for businesses are expected to increase by 5.8%. But prices to the customer only three point seven, so margins getting squeezed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a bit messy still, eh? Eighty nine point five percent of businesses surveyed expect to raise wages. Shit, inflationary. Mm. So uh, the only winners in all this, mate, are uh, renters. Rent inflation for 2022 was 3.29%. You beauty. You beauty. (laughs) So it's a weird one, man. Like, I think there's some really important factors that are coming out and rolling out over the next quarter. There's a few things happening. Um, Public transport has been free for a while, I think. Half price, maybe. Something. Or discounted, yeah. Yeah, no from catching the bus all the time. Yeah, mate. (laughs) And um, so that's getting bunned again. Um, we've been enjoying our massive fuel tax cuts. They're getting binned, so they're rolling off. And then road user charges, which, you know, you put lots of people think, oh, I don't drive a diesel, it doesn't matter. Uh, but all the trucks that deliver all your goods do. Yeah, you eat a lot of shit that yep. has diesel. <coughs> uh, the so they're, they're all, f- like, funneling back in this quarter, which is increased costs. And, you know, I don't know, I'm sure these businesses that did all these numbers and stuff and did the surveys are thinking of that. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. So, just sounds like heaps of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, those things are inflationary. China reopening, demand on oil, inflationary. Um, I just feel like the inflation part's not over, unfortunately. Maybe the celebrations are, oh, it's kind of topped out. It's it's capped out. So, hopefully, because I, I think everyone's still got that bias if I want to live in a world with decreasing interest mm. rates 
And so that's what the celebrations are for of, okay, we may have it somewhat under mm. control in terms of it's not going up anymore. We might be able to slow down uh, Adrian Ironor's foot <laughs> on the gas. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, what's interesting is all the predictions have this, like this, all the forecasts, even the Reserve Bank, have this beautiful bell curve of, of mm-hmm. inflation dropping away. And when you go back and look through history, it's really hard to find New Zealand data. It doesn't go back too far. But if you go look at other countries that, and through inflationary periods, it doesn't do that. It's a zigzag. There's no you know, perfect bell curve. Yeah. It's a, it's, even when it's coming down, I've seen it on some graphs in the States through like the late 60s through the 70s, they had an inflationary period. And it's like, man, when it's coming down, it's like down from 10 to 4, back up to 8, down to 3, back up to 6. And you can see them chasing it with their version of the OCR. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe they can learn from that. And But the fact is, is like... <laughs> what do you mean they'll learn from that? <laughs> if, if they did, that we would have yeah. not have high inflation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... We would have gotten acted faster sooner. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, man. Like, um, the problem I see is that you know, all of these businesses are expecting their prices to go up. They're expecting to pass some, not all, of those price increases onto the customer. So the inflation expectation is really high, but then business confidence is through the floor. Mm. So they're expecting business to get worse. So how do you put your prices up in that environment? Yeah, I think they'll be forced to. Some of them will be forced to. Like what we are seeing with clients, some clients, like you can see all of these themes in the economy mm. in the way that they're talking and they don't necessarily even read the stuff. But a couple of the really common things we're hearing are like, oh, we're just going to sort of batten down the hatches. There'd be no more hiring. It's just we need really to make sure that this team's mm. humming along. Um, there's people reviewing their profit and loss statements realizing, shit, our wages are way dearer than they used to be. But now our revenue is dropping back a little bit. Hmm. So then there's less money left over yep. to run the rest of the business. And some of them have been able to build up buffers. Mm. But for most businesses in the country, just like us humans, they live paycheck to paycheck, month yeah. to month, week to week, et cetera. Yeah. And then the IRD stopped getting paid or, or whatever. And it's just the same thing in a people pers- uh, people's personal lives where it's, I'll stop paying the telephone bill. Yeah. Because I don't really know if the CEO from Vodafone comes around and says, what the fuck is the cash? <laughs> you know, they don't know what the impact of yeah, that is. Yeah. And then it's, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to miss the, the car bill. And these st- things start to add up, but it takes a long time. But the other thing as well we're hearing is, oh, such and such is leaving. We won't, we're not going to need to replace them. Yeah, I've seen a bit of that. So there's either not as much work for them anymore mm. or they're going we just can't afford to or that's just a good opportunity to stick to what we've already got mm. but a year ago it was we can't find people like we just we'll take on anyone maybe we can upskill them we just need to find them and there is still some of that but it's getting louder of hey you know might let some go um such and such is leaving anyway which has been going to be a big help for us and we won't need to replace them and we just won't be hiring this year Mm. Yeah, I mean that tells me the next thing to go. Like as that's on on business PLs, right? So I mean when the when the interest rates really kick in in like May, June, July on mortgages, that's gonna have, have even more of a push for trying to squeeze some net profit out, which means the next thing to go is the employment figure, right? Yep. So I guess that's the train. <laughs> yeah, that is. It's coming. It's almost like you can see it, but it's... It just takes ages. Yeah. 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 Just, just ages just to actually slow, show unwind. up. Yeah. Mm. Um, two things, mate. So I actually had a really interesting conversation with a client in business and it got me thinking about people personally <laughs> this week of, fuck it, maybe I'll get rid of my vehicle. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, like, whatever. So do they, don't they? We'll see. But personally, what are you sitting on that you own, that you're paying off, or that you don't even use, mm. can you, like, is that how you build up an emergency fund? Go get rid of the surfboard, the snowboard, the once a year shit, you yeah. know, 
can you go and get that back at a later date? And that was their thinking. They were like, I probably don't need that right now. That's probably the lever I'm going to pull. I can always get one in the future. No worries. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. And it's a great way to think about it. Yeah. So for people at home that are maybe might be worried about their finances, like, fuck, I don't have anything sitting there, then is there anything around the house where you know deep down it's going to hurt to let go of it, but one day you could go back and get that in the future? And that could give you a 12-month window of, Shit, I sat on three or four grand in my bank account and felt way more at ease mentally because I knew I had some cash there, then I don't know what I can do. Maybe I'll have to get some more debt. Yeah, and I mean, man, you know who you are eh? if like your most valuable asset is your car. <laughs> like, that thing's depreciating. Yeah. yeah. That is like, Luke at the age 23. Go and buy a Toyota Yaris, suck yeah. it up for a year. Yeah. <laughs> Just put the cash in the bank and... Worry about that later, Find eh? alternate ways. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, mate, so this, if we go right back to the start, inflation for the quarter was still up 1.4%. Is that right? No. So I thought quarterly inflation was 1.4%. Uh, could be, yeah. So that's what I thought I read earlier in the week, which I thought when I read that, that Quarterly inflation at 1.4%. The consumer's price index rose 1.4% in the December 2022 quarter, influenced by rising prices in the housing and household utilities, food, recreation, cultural groups. Transport prices rose 0.9% in the December quarter. International airfares rose 19%, (laughs) um, which was partly offset by petrol prices falling 7.2%. So that means that things are 1.4% dearer than the quarter before. Mm -hmm. But we accept inflation between 1% and 3%. That's beautiful, right? So that's a win. Well, no, because if you... If you add up four quarters at one point four, it's above the the three percent. Oh, okay, yeah. So what is that more reason to wonder yeah, why were we celebrating? You're, yeah, I don't know. I can't yeah. figure out. Uh, it's five point six. I think someone worked out that if you take the last two quarters and then take those on the average in the following two, then it's five point nine for the annual. Well, so we can sort of predict that by the middle of by the end of this year, inflation will be around five. So I saw you had a good LinkedIn post that got uh, some serious numbers and you had it on your... Mm. um, Also, I said, post that fucking cat that you had. Mate, I've gone viral. (laughs) Yeah. I've gone viral. My TikTok went... um, I woke up this morning and it bloody... 87,000 views on one video. Hey, nice. Shit. That'd be your first six figures. It might be, yeah, if it goes good tonight. Well done, TikTok's mate. TikTok's wild, man. It is. Shit. It's a wild joint. So, <clears throat> and then I commented on the bottom and I said, so what you're saying is that, <clears throat> excuse me, costs are 7.2% dearer than they were 12 months ago. Yeah. But then we forget, right, because we're humans. We yep. then forget, oh, okay, so that's, well, things have gone up 7.2%. But if you're a geek, you look at December 21 inflation yep. data and you realise that that was 5.9%, which means over that... Over the previous 12 months. Yeah, so the same basket of goods <laughs> yeah. in December 2020 was 5.9% dearer in December 2021, and then that same basket of goods was then 7.2% dearer again than it yeah. was in 2021. And that's how you really start to understand the concept of, oh, wow, I'm not in a porno, but I am being fucked in the ass. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, this is quite grunty. Yeah, because and if we go back to December 2020... It was 1.4%. Mm. And you could stomach that. Yeah, I'd quite like the inflation rate to be zero for the following five years after this, thanks. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. And then if you do go down the rabbit hole and you see what's excluded from the consumer price index, oh, like, yeah. yeah, then you realise yeah. you are in a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you've really realised yeah. you're getting buggered. <laughs> yeah, there's some bad shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That's uh yeah, that's not good team. So hey, don't don't go on the statistics New Zealand website and have a look at uh, the inflation quarter to quarter to quarter and also discover what is in the basket of goods. Yeah, I think because like sorry mate, just uh, very briefly we back in that quarterly piece it said international airfares rose 19% in the quarter. Yeah. So you know, if yeah. you were if you had to do that a lot more as part <laughs> of your career, your job expensive. or to see your family, yeah. you're more impacted by inflation. Yeah, that's something the thing like is, that. Like we're talking about it, the CPI is a generalized consumer price index. It's a figure of everything wrapped up in a basket, but it affects affects everyone individually in different ways. Like yeah. if you work out the transactions over the last year, you might find out that in your job or in the way you do life that your inflation rate might have been twenty. 
Mm. Uh, some people might have had two, you know, like so. Could be a big watermelon fan. They're really expensive at the moment, <laughs> <they>? apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, actually, well, mate, last year I had a period where, because I quite like a cucumber, mate. Yeah, my salad, same. you know, like, yeah. and I feel like I th- there was something like they got to like ten or eleven bucks at one point. Jeepers, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, being crazy. I moved over to the broccoli. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good green that. Hey, tell me, mate, tell the people out there, what is the the rates went inverted or inversion, etc. That yeah. was the other exciting thing for geeks out there. Second bank did it today. Okay, so <clears throat> the first bank to do this. Came out last week or the start of this week. Shit, it's all turned into a blur, mate. It's been so exciting with all this data. So the interest rate yield curve inverted. Oh, I, everyone at home following along at home is like, <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about. So normally when you look at mortgage interest rate pricing, you've got the one, two, three, four, five year fixed rates. The one year is normally the cheapest. The five year is normally the most expensive because it provides the most certainty. And... In very rare occasions, it inverts and flips the other way. And this has happened this week for the first time. So the one-year interest rate is now the highest, and the five-year interest rate at a particular bank is now the lowest. Now, I saw an article where they're saying, like, oh, we expect inflation to be around, so we just want to provide sort of, you know, value on all across the curve. And But the reality is, is that... The way mortgages are funded through bonds and and the money markets are basically saying the money markets are telling the Reserve Bank that interest rates are going to have to fall. And that means that it's kind of like the bank is saying, interest rates are going to fall. Take the five-year, you sucker, and you'll get stuck on it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a very... They're trying to entice us in to take that. Yeah, they're not doing it on purpose. They're just they're just pricing their margin yeah. on where they're getting their money from. Exactly, that, that's a good point. So basically, they're going into the future to yep. buy the debt, yep. and the debt in the future is getting cheaper. It's cheaper out on the curve. Yep. Yeah. So and then they're saying, okay, we can sell it to you cheaper, cheaper now, yeah. which is cheaper than you could borrow it for right now for Correct. a year. Yeah. But the thing is, is like it's a really normally traditionally. Uh, it's a really good enti- a really good indication to take the one year because it means that probably Shit's in the next coming. 12 months we're going to have a rate cut, which is weird because then these reports that I was reading today were like, we don't see a rate cut coming. And I'm like, man, it's coming at some point. Like if there's that much pressure yeah. on the economy, they're going to re-stimulate it because look at COVID. They printed the shit out of it. Mm. Um so yeah, it's. I mean, the last comparison that we can have in New Zealand of inverted rate curves was two thousand and eight. I can't remember the exact dates, but basically, it was around. You know, if the one year rate was nine percent, the five year rate went down to something like seven. So it was quite inverted, and a lot of people went and took the seven, and then within seven months the one-year rate had dropped 4%. Wow. And then a lot of people were stuck on the five-year. And I heard stories of, because people wanted to get break their loans, right, and take out the lower rate, and I heard stories of break fees of like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 and people actually going to do top-ups, taking up more debt to pay for the break fee. Cheapest. Yeah. So uh, it's a bit hard to say because not all banks have flipped yet, um, but... It's a pretty good indication. I don't think it'll be long. I think by the time we get to the OCR announcement, I'd say most of them have, been, have flipped. So, yeah. Most Take, of the banks? Almost yeah, the, I'd say yeah. most of the banks would have flipped inverted. One year most expensive, five year cheapest by the time we get to f- sort of mid-Feb. So, Mikey didn't name any banks <laughs> before, but I'll do it for you. Westpac <laughs> has reacted to ASB shift to an inverted mortgage rate card. <laughs> they too have inverted and matched ASB at the long end, meaning mm. that they've decreased. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it is interesting, and it and it's it's really the money markets telling the Reserve Bank you're done here, mate. Like this is it. You're going to have to pull them back. Um, and you know when you look at forecasts of money markets and how they predict pricing versus the forecast of the RBNZ, money markets have a far better track record. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, far better. So that's the big dogs they're controlling the, where money's the, going. Yeah, they're the, the smartest world. people in the world worth millions and billions of dollars. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that are being like, they're the ones that have got computer systems and algorithms and 
it's their job to help make or make themselves rich or, or help mm. their clients get rich and protect their value. So they're the best at it, and yeah, that's what's happening. They can be wrong though. Some interesting data that I saw and chucked into MoneyMail today was the savings rate or ratio that Statistics New Zealand also track. And mm. that's basically, do households have any cash left over in a quarter to save? And in March last year, 2022, that was basically like, no. Everything coming in was being spent. Mm. But now we're back to a 2 point something percent rate and slightly increasing that's only to september then we have december i'd imagine december people might have gone christmasy more spend mm. but yeah. it's so weird because that means that but that's last year so yeah, june but it could have been september. some people being proactive well i think what it was is um people getting pay rises right and then going True. getting my pay rise i'm going to save that i i can i hear what's happening i can see what's happening i've asked for a pay rise i'm not going to spend that mm. Because then if you dig into Centric's data, which has more data around people being overdue and whatnot, it is basically like, okay, um, we've had another increase in people who are overdue on their credit card. Mm. Uh, it's at a three-year high. Yeah. Uh, we've got 11% of people who haven't been able to pay their telephone bill. 17,500 mortgages in New Zealand in arrears. Yeah, and like all of that data is going the other way. Mm. But those people probably aren't trying to save cash into a savings account. They're just going, fuck, how do I get Pay through? The bills. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that credit, that Centrix report was pretty grim. Yeah, and that's only December. That's going to be even more interesting yeah. as we get through January, February, March and later into the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would not like to be in charge at the Reserve Bank and I would not like to be in government right now. No. And well, I actually, would not like to get into government next because you're on a you're yeah, on you're, a you're picking up a bag of bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, I'd probably leave, but our one already did leave. But yeah, I think it would be, man. I reckon the government, like, they've got employees at all time highs, and if you look at the graph of the people employed over the last few years, um, <laughs> it's gone almost vertical. Mm. I, I actually heard that. They reckon the argument for that is that they needed more people, that the public service was under, well, I'm not underperforming, but basically it was much needed to like mm. rebalance it out. They should have that level of people. I was like, oh, okay. But it's never been that high. Yeah, but also your tax take's never been that high too. So then well, when you get that I mean. cash, you can... So uh, yeah. I feel like, in, like on average, government jobs pay higher. That's a yes, fact. True. Um, I don't really feel like our services have got better, but I'm not sure. I'm not involved with them. I just notice the only thing I really notice is the roads. Um, but I feel like a few of those could probably be cut. No offense to anyone who's employed by the government. I know them. Some of them, they're good people. <laughs> but they're wanting more. Like they're wanting more. The teachers are listening to you, being like, "Hang on, mate." Like yeah, when well, you talk about government, they're listening as in their own profile, being like, "I'm a teacher. I deserve to be paid more. I'm a nurse. Yeah, I deserve but I to could, be paid more." Like if you cut fifteen thousand like government jobs and then paid the teachers and shit more, the ones who actually deserve it, um, yeah. do that and then it gives the people that actually do their job and are productive... Serve the public. Yeah, public money. Public servants. And then they can choose what to do with it yeah. rather than just like burning it out the door of just wasting it. I don't know. It's a hard one, man, but I feel like that number needs to change. Mm. I don't really have any other solutions apart from jacking up the interest rates. <laughs> well, for people at home that are going, well, okay what do I do about this? Basically, as we've been saying for a long time now, I, I think my conclusion when all this shit happens, when I get out the other 72 hours of it, I always think inflation's going to be here for longer than they said at the start. They got it wrong. Mm. It's sticky. It's still going to be here because in my head, I think, oh, if rates go down, mm. like if if, pe if we have a black swan, we're probably going to have to print money, mm -hmm. create more inflation again. Mm. And if we then start to like, drop rates and stuff because we're already we're celebrating the victory against inflation by the seams but yeah. we haven't even got the crunch yet of people going oh now I'm really feeling the impact of my interest rate like the people who 
mm. but probably last to be able to afford it are still just yeah. getting there, right? I mean, it affects yeah, it affects everyone though, not just people with mortgages. Like the the price of food and veggies and stuff like that's just ins- gone insane, right? But I just hope that, and I know I'm clutching at straws here, but I just hope that everyone remembers that giving out free money is not a good idea. It's not because the results suck. Yeah. Like, let's not do a wage subsidy again. Let's not do a cost of living payment again. Let's never do that shit again. Because then your coffee is going to cost $35. Mikey, I regret to inform you that it will be happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Honestly, like, it's just, it's so dumb. And when you start thinking about it now, and now we're going to have probably a, a reasonably grunty recession while prices are going up. Mm. Like, in a recession, we want a bit of a reset and, like, only really valuable things can go up. But we've yeah. got this inflation problem that's going to be happening at the same time. Yeah, I just... What I'm nervous of is that it does normally, traditionally, take a few goes at it to get rid of inflation. And I think that might happen again. And we're still sort of trying to get out the arse into this in 26. Yep. Yep. And then, you know. It's a long way away. Probably like a year-long recession at some point in that period. And then in and out of negative and positive growth quarters, GDP-wise. And, yeah, it'll just be a bit of a slog for like three, four years, yeah. Yeah. That's probably like my worst-case scenario, maybe with a little bit of a, a big share market crash or something somewhere in between there just to keep things in balance. <laughs> um, really freak everyone out. Yeah, but... That will help with unemployment, mate, because then the boomers getting close to retirement will be like, can't retire anymore. I'll carry on. My share portfolio's decreased. I need to stay in the market. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah. Because I read uh, one of the banks <coughs> saying that unemployment will come when people try to return to the market and the jobs aren't there for them. And I thought, what do you mean, like, return to the market? But it just means, in general, that people try to have their job, like, they lose one, a job somewhere and they go to a similar business and they go, oh, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. hiring anymore, we're not yeah. doing that anymore. Well, uh, or they go, I'm coming back from maternity leave, and they go, oh, yeah, we're actually not. Like, there are rules around that stuff, but... Yeah, well, that's kind of how it's has to happen in New Zealand because of the laws, right? Mm. Like, we can't just turn up to work and be like, you're fired. Mm. Like, because, so, like, employers are a little bit terrified of their employees. Because a little of, bit. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, mate. In, in this country. So, like, the, the only thing that is, that allows employers to do it, at a, like, to cut jobs at mass scale is when the wave starts. Like, if you remember in the first lockdown... It just takes one giant corporate to be on the front page of the Herald saying it, and then it becomes socially acceptable, and all of everyone's like, "All oh, right, restructure time." Yeah, um, and I hope like it doesn't happen on scale. Um, I hope everyone keeps their job and stuff. But yeah, I'd say there's going to be a fair bit. It just takes. Are you looking for that page of the Herald, mate? <laughs> I actually was. I was just having a look at one news, but I also just saw that there's massive flooding, and that we've got reports of children trapped. I was thinking maybe we should get off the pod and. Uh, See if there's anything we can do to help, mate. But uh, Where's it might that? be a bit beyond. It says it's in uh, in Auckland. Oh shit! In Henderson. Oh, water, shit. The water's up to these people's waist and stuff. Jeepers! Is that live? Here I am, tucked away. Five pm diversions on State Highway One. Oh wow! Um, here we are, mate, sitting inside doing a pot about inflation. And <laughs> but this is, again, this is like a good reminder, right, of how the world just carries on, like the nature just carries on, mm-hmm. like all these things. And we, I think people think we're going to just end up back to this ideal time pre the pandemic and like mm. all of those types of things. And we'll get back to low interest rates. We'll get back to no inflation. Mm. You know, the, I think nature is always a good reminder of, no, fuck, like we're not massively in control. You know, we, like it will, people, you know, we impact it, but it will come back at us however which way it wants. Much yeah, like, man, oh, we'll print some money, give cost of living payment, great idea. Well, yeah. we've got to pay the price at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one, eh? An inflationary monetary system is an interesting one because as humans, we're problem solvers, which is naturally deflationary. So we're constantly fighting against our own money system to keep the inflation number above zero. 
Yeah. Like think about like this iPad. Like I've it's it's put back an hour of my day. So this is like a deflationary product because it's increased my productivity. Mm. Same thing with this AI shit that's happening. Like people writing all their copy with it, and like this is a, like this is what humans do. Like we make things it's to solve problems, to solve problems, to be faster, to be more efficient, to be cheaper. Yeah. And yet our monetary system tells us the price has to go up, and that's a good thing, is it? Well, apparently one to three percent inflation is a great target. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with the, <laughs> how that works. Eh? Wait till we change it to two to five percent. Yeah, that's what I reckon's coming. I reckon, yeah, yeah, reset the goalposts. Yeah, two to four. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it could be a good time for people at home if they haven't had that realization of okay, inflation's still here. Could be here longer. This thing's all getting pretty weird. <coughs> to do the real basics of what shit have I got around the house that I don't need that I'm really need to be honest with myself and don't actually use and I've got money tied up in that, would that be better actually sitting in a bank account for you for peace of mind? So one thing. But then secondly, just going through all of the things that you pay for and thinking, could I do without that? Mm. You know. But I'm always a massive advocate for going to the other end and going, how can I create more income? But mm. we've done about 647,000 hours now of content <laughs> about that. And that is not the Kiwi thing to do. <laughs> no. But there may be some things in your life where you go, do I really need that? You know, or yep. second guess the, and I've had people message me this week when they've said, your piece of content resonated with me when you did the piece of content with your mum, where she's like, this cake was $7, it's down to $3.50, I saved $3.50. And I'm like, you didn't go to the countdown <laughs> yeah. to buy a cake. You've turned up with a fucking cake, mum. You've spent $3.50. Yeah. And she's like, no, I've saved $3.50. That's so good. <laughs> and so people are like, that was the piece of content that made me realise I went to a sale last weekend and was like, I don't actually need that. Even when you see ads in places, they call it saving. Mm. 20% off. Come and save with Harvey Norman or whatever yeah, the company yeah. is. Come and save with us. It's 20% off. Estimated like, savings. Yeah. It's yeah. such a shocker. Yeah. Um, I do want to just cover off one thing now because I get asked about this. So because people talk about inflation, but house prices are coming down. So because of inflation, inflation will form a bottom in the market because eventually the products and cost of building one will get too expensive and it will restrict the supply again. The reason house prices are coming down right now is because at the same time as the inflation is happening is we're having a credit contraction because of the rising rates, you can borrow less and all of that. That time will pass and eventually natural forces of this inflationary period will, will take over again and house prices aren't going back to zero, unfortunately. We might have more credit contraction and we might see house prices drop another 10 or 20% or something. But they're not going to zero. You're not going to be able to pick up like cents on the dollar housing. Um, over this, the period of the next 20 years, they're only really going one way. Because what happens is, even though we can build more houses, they're relatively scarce in comparison to being able to print dollars. Now, a lot of people subconsciously do this because... If you, we all know that if we put $100,000 in our bank account for retirement when we're 30 and we want to retire at 70, that you're going to be able to buy fuck all. And then our brains go, oh, but houses keep going up in price. They always have throughout history. But it's basically because money's unlimited and can be printed and houses are restricted. So the inflation of supply is pretty limited and land is a fixed supply. And if you believe climate change, it's a decreasing supply. True. So there's a, there's a scarcity involved with it. And then it got turned into a financial asset by institutions and, and banks. So you can leverage it and things like that. But over time, it will always be outpriced. It will outprice itself. And we'll have periods like this where credit contracts and you can't get access to the lending, which brings the prices down and things like that. But guarantee you that whatever, like something that's a million bucks now in 20 years, two mil. If in doubt, zoom out. Yep. Yeah. It's it, it's impossible for it not to be because we can't deflate our money supply. We They won't because then the whole the whole credit system comes crashing down. So they'll they'll keep it going and put more units into circulation and 
give out more loans when the time's right. Um, and yeah, so don't worry too much about your house prices. Yeah, I see. Just It's just time. And if you think you're going to buy a house and whether it's a good time now or in six months or in 12 months or whatever, if you're doing it for like 10 to 20 years and it's a million bucks, just know it's probably going to two. Like, don't worry about it. But everything will be more expensive than two. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. When you brought the home, you said you wanted to live there forever. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. Remember that when you next check the value yeah. of so your property. Understanding like the scarcity of land and how they can't inflate too much. They're going to really stop inflating houses, house supply now because they're getting too expensive to build. So they can't sell them for what they're going to build, build them for, which means building stops. Um, so there's going to be a period of like, boom, you can only buy what's already here. And then when the credit cycle opens up again and we loosen up and interest rates lower and people can afford to borrow again, guess what's going to rip? Property. That's it. <laughs> Everybody's favourite. I know you hate it, mate, but that's just <laughs> how it works. <laughs> well, it's a good explanation of how debt's created, right? And and why, like, if you think about it, banks wouldn't lend money on the box of sticks if they didn't know that human psychology would mean that other people would come and buy it. Mm-hmm. So the bank's not going to sell a financial product where they continue to lose money no. over time. Like They're and in the business of making a profit and they're probably the best at it in the world and the country. Yeah. And people complain about it. Yeah. So like they believe in it. Yeah. And they lend money out based on it because they understand the system. But also, the bank aren't going, you know what we should do this year? We should try and time the market. <laughs> no. You know, let's see if we can get all of our homeowners, homeowners, mortgage holders out of their properties and we'll fucking sell their properties for them and we'll make heaps of cash. Like, they're not playing that game. They're yeah. playing decade. Hundreds of years. Well, yeah. technically, they'd want to last forever mm. and always be there. Um, so, yeah, no one no one goes like, oh, I'm going to start a bank. Can't wait for the exit in 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is a succession planning business model <laughs> yeah you know so yeah yeah, yeah they uh they're the best at it and yeah, yeah that's how it works i mean you can you can instead of using houses just to so you can understand the scarcity versus unlimited thing um you can see it in like classic cars fancy artwork watches, watches yeah like all of these things that NFTs. are limited. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's gone to zero, mate. Oh, sorry, Mac. Yeah, wrong yeah. one. Wrong one. Yeah. Wrong example. You can see it in these things that are... Diamonds. Diamonds, yeah. Another pot on that. Another one. do that at one, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, like you see crazy auctions for, you know, famous NBA playing cards that they only made five of and there's only two left in the world and they go for huge. Mm. That's because obviously there's a buyer for it and there's demand for it because people want it. But the reality is it's super valuable because there's one. Store of or wealth. Two. Exactly. And yeah. housing is just a different version of that. Yeah. And we're allowed to borrow to do it. So, uh, Quick thing that I wrote down here, mate, that the brain gave me. Don't complain. Don't remain the same. Take aim and take action. Whoa. Not bad that, eh? I like that. Sachi, Sachi, if you're listening, I'll run all of your marketing <laughs> campaigns for a tenth of the current battlers that you're outsourcing it to. Uh, but, you know, what I mean by that is you can complain about the situation, but ideally, like, ultimately, and then if you remain the same, because that's what you'll do if you complain, mm-hmm. you'll remain the same, you won't change anything, nothing's going to happen for you, nothing's going to improve for you. Mm. But if you take aim at your future and how you want it to be different and then actually take action, there's a high chance you don't need to do those top two things. Mm. And that brings me to an article I saw this week. And that was an article in the Herald from some people who had brought a property in Nelson. Oh, and I know no. that you don't read the news, mate. So I sent it to you. <laughs> because someone said, can you please give this to Mikey? I want to know his reaction. What did I say? I got through the first paragraph and turned it off. I said, I can't, I can't be doing reading this. But if you didn't see it, people, and hey, you could be listening. So I don't, I don't want to like rip on these people and I'll tell you how we, my brain went to so I saw this article and basically these people sort of said hey we brought this property our mortgage has gone from x to y this is unbelievable um, what's the point of just paying the banks all this money we should just sell and rebuy at a different time so you know they're thinking that they're probably going to be out of time to market or something and instantly my brain thought far out that's the argument that everyone says that rents oh what's the point of paying a landlord you know <laughs> what a waste of money now people are like oh Fuck, this is expensive. What a waste. Like, yeah. why is waste paying the bank? Yeah. Um, but 
I thought, ah, interesting, that article could be a good indication of people's thoughts, feelings, and the narrative around that. Because I, I sort of thought there'll be a lot of people thinking the exact same thing. Mm, there will be. And so I thought, well, a good way to test this would be to jump on the old facey bookie and see if the Herald posted this article. And that's a stupid question because it's about property. So of course they did. Sure enough. <laughs> and you know, there was only about three comments on it. <laughs> There's about 36,000, of course, because it's property related. So <laughs> I'm like, this could be an interesting mood of the nation. And interestingly... I got it wrong. I sort of thought there would be quite a bit of like, I'm in the same boat, like this is bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like here's what we're thinking about doing. Here's some solutions, which is stupid. Why did I think people are going to be jumping on Facebook giving these people solutions? <laughs> um, but it was kind of more like, are you serious? Like, did you not think about this when you took the loan out? Hey, you live in a one point something million dollar house in Nelson. Like, life can't be that bad. Um, you clearly have got incomes to be able to get that borrowing. It was just a real good understanding, or sort of like there was no sympathy, and there was hundreds of likes on each of these comments that were sort of just being like, "Well, suck it up. You know, you you made your bed." Um, Interesting. Yeah, I did not think that's how Facebook or or comments on the Herald would go. No, so I think. We're probably still, but the algorithm takes up the most relevant comments, right? So they mm. sort of float to the top. Yeah. So then that would suggest that people engaging with those believe the same thing. No real sympathy for that person. They're yep. just like, well, yep. you know, it is what it is. Don't complain. Don't remain the same. Take aim. Take action, right? Yep. But down the other end, I, I wonder how long does it take till we get that? That story will be run again at some stage and it will be a different couple. The Herald will run that. Every month yeah. this year. And that will yeah. keep coming out and there'll be more stories of it and it will be, when does the mood change to year? Like, this is this is, this is is bullshit. Um, and hey, may, maybe it won't, but I did think that was quite interesting. And then today you said to me about how some of the banks are preparing for hardship. Is that what they're calling it? Yeah, well, they're being proactive. Um, so... You know, we've had some communication from the bank saying, hey, we've, we're just uh, putting more people in here. Here's the process. If it's needed, um, you know, and they're saying, oh, we don't expect too much, but we understand just from, I think, articles like these in the Herald, you know, like it's it's starting. Um, so they're just being proactive and trying to be do some preventative maintenance before anything bad kicks in, which is a good idea because I've heard from people that worked in the banks during 2008 and they were ringing people being like it's either your car and your boat or your house mate get rid of them by the end of the week really yeah so I've heard some pretty grunty stuff from 08 sheesh and I don't think it's going to be like that this time there's a lot different regulation and things around um yeah so we'll see they're just trying to be proactive which I think is a good thing I mean the other without that then we'd just have shit. So it's better to try and provide a bit of value back to the client, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I just can't unsee how these mortgage rate changes don't end up bad. You know, like like that people, those people in that article, yeah, they made their own bed and, and a lot of people did. Um, but also, you know, like... There's a genuine lack of understanding if they're going to the media or there's a media story yeah, saying they that, don't right? understand. And, you know, in, in 2020, I think at some point, the test rates and calculators were like mid 5% range. Um, now the real interest rates are mid sixes. And, you know, they say, you know, wages are up 7.5% and but so are prices. Air flights. So, are, <laughs> so is the petrol in your car and the food on your table and... If you didn't get a pay rise, then it's going to be hard. Yeah. You know, so... And I think these people might have been planning to have a baby or something like that too, and that's just a a, a huge stack mm -hmm. of, of other costs. Yeah, like, I think... And I guess as well, like, I watched this exact same story in mm -hmm. video format from Australia because I went through and watched all of their top stories from... Yeah, it'll be Recent. in every country around the world. Yeah, <laughs> and it's all the same stuff. It's literally like these. This is how markets work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So get educated. I don't think there's part of me really wants to be like. There's just no excuse because you can go and find out and learn about the stuff. That's your responsibility. Um, but also, it's like there's not enough financial literacy in New Zealand. So yeah, and people don't. There's a reason I've got a bloody 
successful job in that industry of yeah. helping people, you know? Yeah. And it's the same for, like, it's a little bit of a s- similar argument in that, in that health type space where people will go, oh, I did all the right things, but I still ended up with this health issue or concern. It's like, oh, yeah, well, you never actually got tested from the start genetically. You had this. You shouldn't have been eating that your whole life anyway. You thought you were doing the right thing, but people think that they're doing the right thing by buying the biggest house that they can afford to then accommodate the family that they want and then don't understand that everything's actually, they're not listening to 46 Keep the Change episodes thinking <laughs> shit, you know, <laughs> mapping this out, running the budget and stuff. They're like, computer says I can buy a house. Yeah. And that is what we do this weekend yeah, at this exactly. auction. We, yeah. won, we won the auction. Yeah. W-O-N. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we bet all these other plebs that are here, let me move into my house. That'll yeah. be another $3,000 to move. Oh, where's that cash going to come from? Anyway, um, are people still buying? Yeah. I'm actually been. I expected it to be worse by now, eh? But I'm really surprised about the inquiry since we got back this year. Um, yeah, I really surprised actually. Like it, it's literally just been like meeting after meeting after meeting. The thing that is happening is like I go into a meeting, clients' expectations are to borrow eight hundred thousand. I've got to tell them, oh, sorry, it's six fifty or like six fifty. Yeah, the, the the credit contraction of how much you can access now is definitely noticeable. Yeah. And it's mainly like day to day. I I knew it was coming and what was happening, and I'd done the numbers and and done it. But it's really noticeable to see people being like, "Oh shit, that's way different to what I thought." And I wasn't. I didn't think it was going to be that little. Got you. You know, I I thought I had already allowed to come down from a million to eight hundred of what I wanted. You know, so yeah, there's a bit of that going on. That's quite noticeable. But in terms of inquiry. <laughs> Hey, everyone loves a house in New Zealand, eh? So my job's going nowhere. Um, it's just going to be like I'm calling it the year of the refinance. So year I of think the refinance, yeah, which is and that's re- the um, refinancing Guardian Smith uh, New Year. Yeah, yeah, the refinance is a fancy bloody mortgage broker lingo for changing banks. Can we call it yeah, like year of the refi, mate? Year of yeah, refi, refi just yeah, sounds like six year marketing terms, okay? Yeah. So I just refi. I just think there'll be a lot of people changing banks this year, chasing. Every last little bit, you know, if they're going to roll off, if you're going to roll off your interest rate in April when your current bank's offering you, you know, 6.5, but there's another bank out there doing 6.4 and the new bank will also pay you a cash back to change over, then people are going to take that um, because it's going to get tight. So every little bit will count. So yeah, yeah. Guardian Smith year of the refi. Roger refi. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Okay. What about people freaking out? Any freaking out going on? Come back from Christmas? Little bit of panic with interest rates, but again, not as bad as I thought. Um, like the timing for me is yeah, May, June, July. Okay, I think that's when the bulk of it starts happening. The bulk of the what of all the mortgage refixing oh, coming I see. through, yeah, that's when a little that's bit of panic we'll at the disco kicks it, in, yeah. And even if even the people that leave it to the last minute changeover and then go through a couple of repayments and they're like, oh, shit, this is a lot, mm. you know, I think that's when that's the timing. And what about people who have multiple properties? Are they saying? Yeah, we've got a few investors and they're really good people. You know, they've got two, three, four properties. And they're, they're scum, mate. I've read about them in the media. That's nah, scum. they're good people. Oh, okay. And um, they're, they're, they're like, oh, man, you know, I've got equity. I'd love to buy a house. Jim. Oh, really? Yeah, they want to get into it, you know. But again, the way that the credit has contracted, we can't really access a lot of the time. Some people are getting it, but depending on your individual scenario, but people can't access what they thought they could access, so they won't be able to buy the bottom of the market because you can't get the mortgage. Yeah. So as the house prices have come down, the ability to borrow has come down. So... So they're ripping home to get out Rich Dad, Poor Dad and be like, what did I miss? To be able to time the bottom, you need to have lots and lots of equity and lots and lots of income to be able to take advantage of it. So, yeah, they ring a few up people and dad. Will, will miss out until it loosens up again. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I have noticed investors calling me, which is weird because we didn't have any of it for the last half of last year. It's all happening. Mm. But they normally call because they're trying to time the bottom, right? So they're feeling like that's not far away. Well, January is nearly done and dusted. The inflation data is out. Mikey's flat stick back into it. He's got an inverted rate curve. Is that it? <laughs> inverted yield curve, yeah. Inverted yield curve. It's the year <laughs> of refi around at Mikey's office. And the investors are back in touch. Eddie, 
actionable steps or things that you've been talking to your clients about that you're saying, think about these things? Um, I think the mo- I think we're past the point of being for a lot of people being like, I'll oh, break now before they go up higher. I think we're at the top of the cycle. Um, I think now it's more about deciding between the one one year, eighteen month, and two year rate. So okay. that's what I'm talking to people about. Everyone now is coming out to be even like, I want three, four, five years. I'm like, well, you missed that boat. Like we're probably at the end of that cycle now. So if yeah. you want to think forward, but it comes so, down to your personal preference. So. Lock in a one or a two year say, like this is what this looks like and then you've got certainty because that's what you're doing, you're buying certainty of what that looks like for you and then at the end of that one year, that two years, then you get to, to reassess again. Yeah, but what what we're sort of saying, like what people do is they're, they're coming in and they're like, you know, rates have been going up flat tick, I've left it, I want a five year rate now. I'm oh, like, wow, so we're sort of past that point. The the point to take that was at the start of last year. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because yeah. they're not realising that, well, actually, these could come down from here. Because then they're going to take the five-year the rate, and then they're going to come in in three years and be like, you're an asshole, you told yeah. me to take the five-year rate. <laughs> yeah. And you'll say, hang on, here's your email. <laughs> well, recency bias, right? We get stuck in trends. So we've just been through a, like a constant highest rate hike pricing yeah. in history. Um, and people think they're just going to continue to go up, so they want security, and then they see this cheap end of the curve in the four, five-year rates and think that's a good idea, um, and it's probably not. Just quickly before we go, mate, I've noticed that the stock market seems to be moving along quite nicely, and even someone said, how's your crypto even going? And I'm like, I haven't had a look, and mm. it's 30% gains. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't really matter when you've lost 70% of your value or whatever, but, yeah, the market seems to be moving along uh, a little bit faster than what it was mm. and I mean it's it's very hard to predict but it looks like the the money markets around the world are pricing in the slowing down of rate hikes and maybe potentially the stopping okay. um, which is nice right because that means that if that's at the top of that cycle debt will eventually get cheaper again and that means everything can operate easier so yeah. that's how it has to work but as we know Things are never simple in this finance game. No, that's I, why I, people are so confused. I think there's still something in, to come in businesses like listed on the share market. That a lot of that debt is going to be maturing over the next year or two as well. And you know the difference between a a, a five and a four percent rate. It's sort of too late. I think. I think it's going to hit at some point anyway. Yeah. Um, and same for mortgages, like. What difference does half a percent in the OCR make now if your interest rate is like 6.2 or 6.6? Like, who cares? It's already going to make a massive difference because we're rolling off three. You know, so, yeah. And we'll to, see. to go back halfway through, mate, when we spoke about the win that we've had with this inflation, this is an expert hopeful inflation will fall as new figures to be released. And I quote, so a number around seven, this is before the announcement came out, so a number around 7.1% would be great and would show it's hopefully heading in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you? is it great that your inflation is 7.1%? <laughs> Down from 7.3. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, okay, we yeah. covered that, but yeah. jeepers. It's, uh, it's just such an interesting time to be learning about this stuff, and I'm sure a lot of people are, given that there's usually at least 12,500 people tuning in yeah, even every if month. It, even if it is hard... Try and use this time and remember it and learn from it because it'll probably, if you're between like 15 and 35, you'll probably have another period at some point in your life before you retire mm. that will come along like this at some point. And, and you don't, you, and you, if you learn from this one, you'll be able to make better choices leading into the next one. Yeah, you don't want to be like the boomers at the moment that are like, oh, I remember when rates were 18%. And yeah. you're like, yes, yes. You, you don't okay. really get many times where you can buy like a stock or a house or something and it goes up 50% in a year like those don't exist very often so next time it comes along make sure you're ready for it I like it and in the meantime just stay ready and just stay doing small things like Mm. taking actionable steps Uh, said on the next advisory podcast with Phil earlier listening to a podcast isn't taking action no watching a YouTube video isn't taking action no like actually doing something off of the back of it is so Yes, Billabong boy, I'm looking at you. <laughs> fucking bang that surfboard onto trade me right now. Billabong boy, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> because you are not going to use that. Uh, you have it for 18 months, and you're not going to get back into it. I took some of your advice the other day, mate. I sold a go-kart. Wow, really? Yeah, 
was sitting in the garage. I bought it like a year or two ago and I wanted to use it and have fun with it, but I got in a bit of trouble with the noise around the street. <laughs> and <laughs> and I was like, look, it's just going to sit here. I've yeah. got big plans for it, but been at two and a half grand on trade me. Boom, guy picked it up on the weekend. But you made a profit on it too, knowing you. Yeah, I bought it for 1800 Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but can you please pay tax on that? Yeah. Okay. Inflation. Yeah. You've got to look after the public servants out there that you want to lose their jobs. <laughs> Inflation, the tune, hell of a banger this this one. Thank you, mate, as always. Plenty of lessons in there. An hour of four. A very oh, it's a lo- megapod. Yeah. Yeah, classified as a megapod. You beauty. Right out. We'll see you on the next edition. Hopefully, you can take some action from this pod. Be good. Continue to look after yourselves. And stay away from the inflated aisles. Because <laughs> inflation is in the nation. And it's a 